boxing fans. I'm back. We're back. We're going to talk some boxing. Golovkin versus Brooke. Chocolate Tito Gonzalez versus Carlos Quadras. And a look ahead to Canelo versus Liam Smith. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There it is, baby. There's that track. It's so good to be back. I'm Jared Gilkerson here as I'm chatting here on Twitter and on YouTube and all the various corners of the internet. Hopefully I'm looking at the right camera to start the show. I like to go wide, but um, I'm back. Jared Gilkerson, it's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. We're talking boxing. It's been a little while. You know, the end of the summer kind of drug on, and now we've got the fall creeping in. September now is full of great fights. Last night, Gennady Golovkin versus Kel Brook across the pond, and then Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Carlos Cuadras here in Los Angeles. I did not have the pleasure of attending. Uh, I was out of town on assignment, but I am back in Los Angeles and getting ready to talk boxing with everyone here. So join the chat room, join us live, uh, and send me your questions, your queries, your concerns, your predictions. But um, we are live on YouTube right now. Uh, I love the live audience. I love talking with the fans. So send us your thoughts on what you think happened last night. Um, There was uh, a little bit of controversy, a little bit of confusion But uh, like I said, we're live on YouTube. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe and rate and comment about the show and your thoughts and how much you think that my predictions and thoughts on boxing suck or how my predictions are amazing. Um, Usually we have Andrea Fasano side by side here. She should be with us next week for the pay-per-view. That's at Andy Fasano on Twitter if you want to follow her. And use the hashtag ABTVBoxing and we would appreciate it. So let's start here. Not here in L.A., but across the pond in England. We had Gennady Golovkin, middleweight champ, 160 pounds, taking on Kell Brook. And you're thinking, Kell Brook, why the hell is Kell Brook up in the middleweight division? Well, there's been some fighters that have done that in the past, uh, a few legends. But uh, Kell Brook moving up two weight classes from welterweight to middleweight to challenge Gennady Golovkin. And I don't need to say it anymore, but... This is why boxing fans love Gennady Golovkin. Gennady Golovkin um, doesn't falsely call out fighters, doesn't say one thing and mean another, doesn't say he wants to do something else and actually does one other thing, like some other fighters in the middleweight division. Gennady Golovkin goes out there, busts his ass, Fights in any corner of the globe. He'll fight in England. He'll fight in the United States. He'll fight in France. He's fought everywhere. And that's why I think fighters and fans are attracted to him because he's the kind of fighter that fans want to see. And now he's, he's, he's learned English here slowly. He's learning the customs, learning how to go about it. And... Gennady Golovkin, uh, hey, and by the way, I'm with Juliet. My, uh, the, she's engineering the show. She works with me at the Tomorrow Show. Juliet, how's it going? By the way, going good, going good, going good. Are we showing the video right now? Yes, we are. Oh, can we hold that? Can we can we go back to the beginning on that? I want to wait till we recap that. 
And uh, and also I had a question for you, Juliet. I had a question because I'm in the chat right now, not to break the wall here, but I'm in the video, I'm in the chat room, and I just see the boxing graphic, and I just want to make sure we are indeed live um, on the show because I don't see me streaming. So I just want to make sure the streaming was was good. Um, other than that, uh, but we can also roll the the um, the highlights back to the beginning, and also uh, a little bit of audio on that as well when we do run it because I'd love to hear Jim Lampley's great call. So I'll set you up with that in a little bit, but um, the reason that, like I was saying, the reason that fans really do love Gennady Golovkin is that he he he's like a no nonsense type of fighter. He he does what he needs to do, and and doesn't. It's really no. He's a no bullshit fighter. He'll go anywhere. Um, guys like Canelo Alvarez seem to have their little bubble, you know, the only fight in a couple of different venues, maybe in the Southwest here of the United States, but Gennady will fight worldwide. He loves it. And the fans, now he's so popular. Remember how when he was only popular overseas, you know, Kazakhstan fighter, then he went to New York and then New York kind of liked him. And then he went to LA and then the Los Angeles fans really liked him. And then he, now he went over to England, and I think he won some fans over there. And he's gone to France, and he's won some fans over there. So I really think that Triple G is becoming maybe the most famous fighter globally now that we're in the post-Mayweather and almost in the post-Pacquiao era. He's really becoming a global fighter, and you'll see him on ESPN. He's one of the few boxers that goes on to, goes on ESPN regularly and talks boxing, talks about his next fights. And this is great. This is great for him. This is great for boxing. So big ups to Triple G for becoming a global fighter. He's he's really um, he really knows how to put the sport on the big stage. I think he's got the right people around him. And this is why fight fans love him. So, you know, without further ado, we'll roll into his fight with Kel Brook from last night. And if uh, Juliet Viber could roll the footage from last night, and if you're watching live, enjoy these highlights as we recap last night. Uh, yes, Golovkin Brook, O2 Arena, which I wish every fight could have fans like in the O2 Arena last night. Could we bring that volume up, Juliet, a little bit? Um, and the fans are just incredible there. The energy is great. Um, they do overreact after every punch from Kel Brook, but who cares? Who wouldn't want any other way? Uh, this is the first round where Triple G uh, actually hurt Kel Brook, but in the second round, Kel Brook battled back, and on many people's cards, won the second round. Um, I was surprised by Kel Brook, and a lot of other fans were, that um, he really stood in with Gennady Golovkin as we show an uppercut that he landed. He, he landed uppercuts with ease at certain points of the fight, um, but as we see as the fight wore on, Gennady's power was just way too much for Kelbrook. Um, he just teed off, and as you can see, Kelbrook's corner man, he's throwing in the towel, trying to get the ref's attention, and finally he just has to throw the towel in front of the fighters to get his attention, and um, the referee finally stopped the fight here uh, in the middle of the fifth round. Gennady Golovkin, victorious again, 33 KOs now. And we found out later on after the fight that Kelbrook has a broken eye socket, which does not sound like fun at all. Um, he also said that 
he believes he would have took over the fight if it had continued. Um, you got kind of there's kind of differing reports, and he didn't seem too broken up about it. If you watch the the fight, he usually when a corner stops the fight, you'll see a fighter who's angry, didn't want it to happen, and especially when it was the fifth round of a really good fight. This is the first time we've seen we've seen Gennady let guys tee off on him and and let guys hit him, and then it kind of wakes him up. And I thought that early in the rounds or early in the fight in the early rounds. But later on, I realized that Kell Brook was landing on Golovkin and marking him up. Now, after the fight, Triple G said he didn't feel his power uh, and he needed to make it a street fight. Um, he said he's not surprised and he's not a middleweight. Uh, Kell Brook, that is. And, and maybe that's right. Um, in this age of when no one in the middleweight division will step up and fight Triple G, Kell Brook had the guts to go up two weight classes and fight Gennady Golovkin. And that says something. Amir Khan did it with Canelo a few months ago, and now we see that Kell Brook does it. But hopefully this doesn't become a big trend in boxing where guys are avoided so much that they have to fight guys that are coming up from the lower weight classes to make a name for themselves. But I was really impressed by Brook. He, he stood in there. He took... He took Triple G's punches really well. I had scored the second round for Kelbrook, and a lot of people did. Um, but at that point, I had Golovkin up three rounds to one. But I really think Brook won over a lot of people's you know, hearts and minds. But he says he belongs in the 154-pound division, um, which is good. I'm glad. Get him out of the welterweights. Um he said that he was really struggling to make weight and welterweight for a while. So get him out of there and have him fight. You know who I'd like to see Kel Brook fight? I don't think he would. I don't think this guy would do it, but I'd love to see Kel Brook and Miguel Cotto or Kel Brook and Eros Landi Lara. Kel Brook versus Austin Trout. Um, if he's just starting off in 154 pounds and he's really not sure, you know, after this Triple G beating, if he wants to ease him in a little bit, have him. Have him fight Liam Smith after he loses to Canelo Alvarez next week. That'd be a good fight. Um, or anyone with the last name Charlo. I really think he's got a lot of options. He did not get hurt at all in the future in this fight. And I think that's what his corner was thinking. We've seen guys take bigger beatings. We've seen worse injuries. But I think his corner thought, man, this is just going to keep happening. His eye is already messed up. It's already broken. So... Why ruin future paydays? I know that's not boxing in the truest form of boxing, and it sucks to hear that. And personally, I think he could have gone a few more rounds, but what good would have done it? Uh, maybe we saw the best of him against Triple G in rounds one through three. So his corner stopped the fight, thought he was taking too much of a beating. It seemed he was content with that. So I'm cool if he wants to take it easy in 154 pounds and, and save his health. And, and dominate in 154, because from what I saw, he gave Triple G one of the hardest tests I've seen, uh, even though Triple G wouldn't admit that. And Triple G said it was a, he had a, from 1 to 10, his performance was a 3 or 4. Um, I was impressed by how game Kell Brook was. So going ahead, I think Kell Brook against anyone in the top 10 in 154, and going ahead for Gennady Golovkin, what the hell does this mean for Triple G? Triple G says he wants all the belts. He wants Billy Joe Saunders. And boxing fans sigh. 
because a fight with Billy Joe Saunders is really something boxing doesn't need. What boxing needs is Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez, and they need it in the spring. Now it looks like I could see it being another year. I could see it being September of next year. And you hope, he's only 34 years old, but you hope that Triple G doesn't get old. I don't think he will. Usually it's the latter portion of the 30 age mark, you know, 36, 37, 38. And he hasn't taken a beating, so I think he'll be fine. But what does Billy Joe Saunders prove? Beating Billy Joe Saunders doesn't really prove anything. And he wants the belts. But he said before he wants Billy Joe Saunders, he wants Canelo Alvarez. I'm fine, you know. Combine all the belts, that's great. So it looks like that's set in stone that he's going to be fighting Billy Joe Saunders if he can get something, you know, uh, probably for the spring. So that's what's looking ahead for Triple G. But that was an entertaining fight. I was entertained. It ended a little early. I thought I thought um, Kel could have continued, but, you know, if your eyes broke, your eyes broke. So you can't do much after that. So let's... Uh, Let's roll in some highlights for the next fight. Roman Chocolatito, Roman Cho- easy for me to say. Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Carlos Quadras. Let's take a look at the highlights from last night. Another surprising uh, fight. This fight was. Um, it started. This was in Los Angeles here at the Forum, and it. Uh, let's bring up some audio too. Oh, she's already ahead of it. Juliet's on it. Um, we started off early here with Chocolatito being Chocolatito and dominating, coming forward, bringing the action, and winning a lot of the early rounds. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of funny to say that he's the he's the smaller guy here in the 115 pound division. These guys are both pretty tiny, but Carlos Quadras, as we see the highlights here, had hand speed, had the footwork, and honestly, I think had better conditioning in this fight. And at the end, the latter half of the fight, I gave him a lot of rounds to end the fight. He got a little cocky there. He's doing a little high knees. Um, he always feeds off the crowd. And the crowd was chanting Mexico. And this fight was in L.A. So a lot of Mexican fans there. He fed off that energy. And we see here Chocolatito, even though he gets tagged with plenty of shots, he comes right back and gives it to Quadras. Um, I wasn't sure I was afraid after the first few rounds that this would just be Chocolatito winning every round and we wouldn't get any sense of an upset but this fight really turned up rounds I would say 8 through 12 as we see Quadras never slowed down maybe his punches didn't pack much of as much of power as Chocolatito and we hear Chocolatito now wins his belt in the fourth weight division. 117-111, 116-112, and 115-113. Uh, I would like to go back and score this fight again. I had it even um, after giving... I, I gave Quadras the last five rounds, and maybe that's generous. Uh, I could see that 115-113 card. Uh, Quadras obviously thinks he won the fight, um, which I don't blame him. When you are that active and hitting Gonzalez that cleanly, uh, you're going to be frustrated. Because I, I really think Quadras did what he had to do. Um, he went to the body when he needed to. He cut Gonzalez, which, and we've never seen Chocolatito look that bad in a fight. I mean, his face was, was, was mangled. And, and we saw him sucking wind a bit. And we know he trains in Big Bear with, with Triple G and their buddies, but... 
I think Quadras looked like he had better stamina. And I would love to see these two do it again. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't do this again. If you were Gonzalez's people, then you probably don't want to do this again. Um, he might even think about going back down to 112. Not sure what difference that is, but here are my thoughts on Chocolate Tito. He's been looked at as the best pound-for-pound pound pound fighter on a lot of lists, and I don't disagree with that. But I think what you're seeing now, as he steps up the competition more frequently, goes up in weight class, he's running into fighters that are game, have better chins, have better stamina, have better footwork, and I, re- I don't think, and maybe this is the crazy way of thinking, but I don't think Chocolatito is number one pound for pound. I don't even necessarily think he's two or three. Um, he's a great, great fighter, but I think you're going to see him run into more game fighters like this, like Quadras, that are willing to go the distance with him. And I, I, I don't think you're going to see Gonzalez just roll over these divisions like a lot of people thought. Um it was a heck of a fight. I'd love to go back and watch it again. It, it's fights like this. It's hard to see what's connecting and what's not. And um, but looking ahead, now you've got the 115 pound division, uh, a new A quadris, a lot of stars in that division. Um, you know, Chocolatito. Why not fight a new A? Go for a new A. That's that. That seems like the the logical next step. Um, or you could go back down to flyweight, fight some guys you've done before. But um, I think he his people have to approach his next fight very carefully. I think they got to see you know um, what should be next for him. Now for Carlos Quadras, I'm sure he would love a rematch with Chocolatito. I, I can't say that name today, Chocolatito. That's a tough one. Um, he he's gonna he wants a rematch for sure. Um, so I hope he gets it. He, I think he deserves it. I think the 117-111 card uh, is a bit wide. Uh, I'm not sure what Harold Letterman had it for HBO. But it was a hell of a fight. And if you haven't seen it, go back and watch. Hell of a fight. Um, what's next on my rundown here? Boxing news. Oh, yeah, let's get that cool news bed and do some boxing news here today. Um, looking through some of the headlines after last night's fights. Um you know, Quadra says, I felt like I did enough to beat Chocolatito. I agree. Eddie Hearn reveals that HBO is now interested in Kell Brook. I don't blame them. Um, Jacobs, trainer, if that was Danny, Golovkin would be on his ass. I highly doubt it. Brooke, my trainer did the right thing. Could have been seriously bad. I agree. Billy Joe Saunders, I want Golovkin next. Give me a date. I'll accept. Good luck, sir. You'll get a nice payday, but probably knocked out within six rounds. Andy Lee plots return. Eyes Cotto, Canelo, Jacobs, or Golovkin. Good luck, Andy. Um, I've lost a little bit of interest in you since you lost surprisingly. Uh, um, You've kind of dipped off. I think ever since uh, Emmanuel Stewart left, he uh, seems to have lost his way a bit. But I wish him luck. I like Andy Lee. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Coda would accept that fight. He probably doesn't want much of a, a challenge next. Um, uh, Matthew Macklin said at times, Brooke made Gennady Golovkin look clumsy. Uh, 
Um, Clumsy, I would disagree with. I think Macklin's got this one a bit wrong. I believe that uh, Golovkin was letting himself be available for some of those shots. And I honestly think I just got to give Brooke credit. I I don't think he made him look cl- clumsy. I think he just caught him with some great shots, but he didn't make him look clumsy. Um, as we see, he broke his eye. And like my good friend, Johnny, good boxing friend of mine, he says he broke bones, you know, end of story. You break bones, that's it. So, um, and then Frotch, Carl Frotch also chiming in on last night's fight. Only reason Golovkin won was size and natural weight. Isn't that like saying the only reason he won is because he's more powerful and a better boxer? You know, I don't know. Frotch just in the papers, getting getting headlines. Um, and it's also confirmed that Kell Brook has a broken eye socket and surgery is scheduled. So good luck to him. Uh, I think a lot of fight fans would like to see him back sooner than later. I, I really enjoyed his style and think it could work well at 154, like I said before. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this day in boxing history. We go all the way back to... 1999, September 11th, 1999. Juliet, let's roll it. Floyd Mayweather versus Carlos Garina as we watch the last 15 seconds of round seven. Speaking two words more English than Felix Trinidad has spoken in public. How about that punch? No punch again, he says. Mayweather says, how'd you like those punches? And he repeats, no punch, no punch. And that's it. And that was Floyd Mayweather. Um, There wouldn't be an eighth round. Uh, The referee and doctor stopped the fight against Carlos Garina. Um, And then he, this was uh, one of his defenses of the super featherweight title um, that he first won in 1998. And for all you younger boxing fans, this was before Floyd Mayweather was Floyd Money Mayweather. And um, another big boxing fan, my brother, Ian, was a huge fan of Floyd back in the day. He was so talented um, and rolling over the competition with ease. So much fun to watch. And he was ending fights like that. You know, uh, you know, he was stopping guys when he was at his lower weight class more frequently. And... He stayed in the super uh, super featherweight class until 2002 when he moved up, and then we all know what happened there. But he really didn't turn into Floyd Money until about 05, I believe. If I have my numbers incorrect, let me know. But um, yeah, a little flashback there, and hard to believe that was already 17 years ago, September 11th, 1999, and who knows? 17 years later, could still be doing it. There's the rumors are around that he could still be interested in coming back. I'd like to hear from the fans and who you think Floyd should be fighting if he did come back. You know what? I'm going to put that on Twitter. That you know, Not to talk about Triple G and Chocolatito and Quadras and Brooke and then have a pool or a poll about Floyd Mayweather, but that's just the way the cards fell today. I love Triple G, but you know what? I'll I'll do something different this week on Twitter, boxing fans. There's going to be a different poll, you know, for the different, you know, there's gonna, I'm going to run three polls this week, a couple days each. We're going to have who you think Triple G should fight next, 
who you think Kell Brook should fight next, and the third poll will be Floyd Mayweather comes back. Who do you want him to fight? Keep my word. I'm going to run those polls this week. And that does it for me. Boxing Show is out. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for letting me chat with myself in the chat room. Um, I'll continue the conversation on Twitter later using the hashtag ABTVBoxing. You can also catch me on The Tomorrow Show, thetomorrowshow.com. Look us up. Facebook, Twitter. We'll be live Mondays and Thursdays with some amazing guests. My goal, to get some boxing, to get some legendary fighters in as guests. But like always, my partner in crime who's not here, Andy Fasano. It's at Andy Fasano on Twitter. She'll be here hopefully next week for the big Canelo versus Smith pay-per-view. And I realize I didn't get into a preview, but Canelo's going to beat Smith. That's my preview. You can keep keep rolling that, that, that outro music. He's going to beat Smith. That's the preview. Stop running from Triple G, Canelo. Fight him, okay? I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. We'll be here to recap the pay-per-view next week. But until then, check you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.